Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on a rather blustery Monday, May the 10th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We'll be marking the start of Mental Health Awareness Week in today's episode and also hearing from the Gillingham boss following the end of their season. But first, detectives investigating the murder of Kent PCSO Julia James have been given until this evening to question a man in his 20s. He's from the Canterbury area and was arrested on Friday night. 53-year-old Julia was found dead near Woods in Snowdown almost two weeks ago. She'd been walking her dog Toby when she was killed and a post-mortem's confirmed she suffered severe head injuries. Police are also searching a property in Aylsham as part of the investigation. The property in Sunshine Corner Avenue was cordoned off on Friday night following the arrest. It's less than a mile from where Julia's body was found. Gemma lives nearby and has been speaking to our reporter Lydia Chantler-Hicks. All I've seen is forensics coming in and out. I mean, obviously I've got quite a good view from from here. Um, yeah, that's that's all I've seen is the forensics going in and out. Really, know nothing. Do you know what they've been kind of bringing in and out? Haven't I haven't seen anything coming in and out? No. Okay. Okay. And regarding the person who who lives there, you haven't seen like a man, woman, children, anything. I haven't seen anybody. Don't know anybody who lives there. Whenever I've walked past there, the curtains have always been closed. Themselves. Yeah. How long have you lived here at Ventures? We've been here just over two and a half years now. Is that when this was built? Were the houses built around then? or? A, a bit before then, I okay. think, yeah. Okay. I was just yeah. A lot of people I've spoken to have said they've been here for a couple of years, so yeah. I wonder if that's everyone kind of moved yeah. in. Um, so you don't know kind of when they moved in or anything, they might have been here before I think you, roughly or? around the same time as us, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and you said that you know most of your neighbours, so it's kind of unusual not to yeah, know Yeah, you know faces. I wouldn't say I know them all by names, but you, you know faces and cars and roughly when people come in and out, yeah. <laughs> What's it been like having the police? Obviously, it's a big investigation. Is, is it come as a surprise? I mean, is it... Um, obviously, it's unsettling, isn't it? I mean, we can't complain. We're, we're not the families that's having to go through this. Um, so for us, I'd, you know, I'm happy for whatever the police need and need us to do and anything we can do to help, you know. But it's, it's nothing compared to what Julia's family is obviously going through. Of course, of course. <laughs> Have the police come round and looked out of interest? Have they asked you any questions? They have been round. They've taken our CCTV. Okay. Um, my daughter was round on the day as well, and she has got a um, a camera in her car, so they've they've taken that. Well, there is still a large police presence in Snowdown and the surrounding area, plus a number of floral tributes on Aylsham Village Square. You can see pictures of those and follow any developments on this story at kentonline.co.uk. You can also follow our socials for breaking news too. Kent Online News. Tributes are being paid to a pilot who died in a crash near Headcorn Aerodrome. The light aircraft being flown by Angus Buchanan came down in a field between Maidstone and Ashford yesterday afternoon. He was part of a stunt display team and has been described as a very dear friend and talented aviator. A key piece of evidence from the Chillenden murders has been rediscovered after 14 years. Lynn Russell was attacked along with her two young daughters while walking home near the Kent village in 1996. Michael Stone is in prison for the crime but has always denied being responsible and is understood to be appealing his conviction. Now, a bootlace used as evidence and thought to have been lost has been found at a police station. 
Matthew Scott has been re-elected as Kent's Police and Crime Commissioner. He beat Lola Oyewusi and Graham Colley with 56% of the vote. It'll be his second term in the position, having been elected in 2016. He's been speaking to Phil from our colleagues at KMTV. The people of uh, Kent, for whom I'm very grateful for their faith uh, in me, can expect more police officers. Uh, they can expect to see them active in our rural and our urban communities working with schools, carrying on cracking down on violence. So uh, I very much hope that residents will see the benefit and it's important that I repay the faith that they've put in me. What do you think won it for you? Was it the fact that maybe obviously you've been in the role before and had that advantage? Yeah, in part, but I think I set out uh, an agenda for the next three years, which is uh, clear and in line with what residents expect. They want to see more police officers working hard to prevent crime and antisocial behaviour, uh, working with schools to make our roads safer, to get drugs off our streets. I think it was an agenda which connected with the people of Kent and I'm tremendously grateful for that support. Um, just going forward, um, we obviously spoke a little bit before the, the election about what the main uh, concerns of the police would be, what would be the main priorities of the police. Just remind our viewers then, uh, now that you are in the role, what, what, they can, what they can expect as a top priority from their police force. So we'll be working to prevent crime and antisocial behaviour for both residents and for businesses uh, as well. We'll be putting more officers uh, into local schools to work with parents, teachers uh, and children uh, on making them safer. We're going to make our roads safer as well as uh, roads policing is going to be a big priority. We're going to bear down on the gangs and the uh, drug dealers who are blighting out our communities uh, and make sure that people get visibility. So there's a clear agenda with some significant priorities. Um, going forward, obviously looking at that turnout, well, I think that's one of the key concerns as well that people are looking at. It's like, what will actually be the turnout of this vote? Are you satisfied with the number of people that came out and voted? Was it more or less than you expected? Uh, I'm really pleased that more people have engaged with this election. Uh, I think when people understand the role of a PCC to look after victims of crime, to set the priorities and also you know, manage a budget of over £400 million, people see the need for uh, an elected person who is accountable for all of that. So I'm really pleased with the turnout, but I'm not complacent either. So I'm going to carry on working hard to promote the role of the office to uh, make sure that people understand what we do uh, and the, the need for it. And hopefully it will continue to increase in the future. And more than 70 weapons, including knives, a knuckle duster and hammer, have been seized by police during their latest clampdown on knife crime. 54 people were also arrested and more than 350 stop and searches carried out during the week-long operation. Kent Online reports. 130 refugees have arrived in Dover after risking their lives crossing the channel over the weekend. Border Force officers dealt with six small boats, with French authorities stopping three more from making the dangerous journey. The Home Office insists their new plan for immigration will fix the asylum system. Three people have been arrested on suspicion of money laundering after £37,000 was seized at the Channel Tunnel entrance in Folkestone. Police stopped a car that was leaving the UK last Thursday and discovered the cash. A 33-year-old woman and two men, aged 21 and 38, have been questioned and released while investigations continue. It's claimed more than 100 tonnes of waste has been dumped in a field in Herne Bay. At Kent Online, you can see a picture of rubble, tyres and asbestos that have been left near Boxhole Lane behind Sainsbury's. It's prompted calls for tougher action against fly tippers. The opening of a multi-million pound film studios in Ashford has been delayed by a year because of the coronavirus crisis. 
The development at the former Newtown Railway Works has been linked to Netflix, Amazon and HBO. It's now due to launch in early 2023 and a 120-bed hotel that was planned for the site could be scrapped. Now, as we mark the start of Mental Health Awareness Week, the Kent Online podcast has been hearing how lockdown has put struggling households in Kent at further risk. Canterbury-based charity Porchlight says people with low incomes or insecure jobs and housing need more support than ever for things like depression and anxiety. Julie from Sheppey has suffered mental health issues. She's been speaking to our reporter, Jamie. The impact of lockdown left me feeling even more anxious and depressed. Um, I was left feeling very lonely. I live alone anyway. And I felt very unmotivated and lacking in energy. My mental health team, they're very good, but they were bogged down with work during lockdown and I couldn't get the support I needed. So I was then referred to Porchlight. Um, at my very worst point, I took a huge overdose and landed up in intensive care on a ventilator. I was in hospital for 12 days. And during that time, my Porchlight worker, Holly in particular, really supported me more than ever. And now that's what I was going to ask, actually, a little bit about the support that you got from Porchlight. What is it that they've, they've done for you and how's that helped you out? Um, she was supporting me and encouraging me and she got things moving forward. She really pulled my mood back up. During the eight months I was with Porchlight, they were always there for me with Zoom sessions, um, both individual sessions and group sessions. How helpful has it been to be able to speak to someone whenever you needed a little bit of extra support? Well, it's been fantastic because as well as Zoom meetings, I could contact Holly um, by text or phone if there was anything I needed help with. Um, That was so valuable to me. The whole thing has been so valuable to me. We are sort of coming out of lockdown now, slowly but surely. How are you feeling now about moving forward in the future? After eight months of Porchlight and now lockdown's easing, I rarely feel low. I'm learning to battle my anxieties. I just wanted to be able to go into a coffee shop and I feel sure now that once they're open, I'll start to be able to do this. And Dreamland in Margate is going to be transformed into an open-air pub experience later this month. The summer social event will have street food, DJ sets and a big screen showing live sport, including the Euros. It'll open on the 27th of May and run until August. Kent Online Sport. Football and despite finishing the season on high, the Gillingham managers admitted he feels very frustrated. The Jules end the season in 10th place in the League One table, but at one point they'd been in the playoffs. But they beat Plymouth Argyle 1-0 at Priestfield yesterday. We caught up with manager Steve Evans after the game. I'm very frustrated. I've been frustrated for two or three weeks now. I can't help it. You know, we we know what we could have achieved and we allowed supporters we can't dream but a lot of supporters to dream for we can too but we didn't we didn't have enough to see it through and um so i'll go away and i review all that as i did with my chairman the other the week but he knows me i review it more by myself than anyone when i go for walking with the dogs not across the fields and there's no one in sight and you think about everything every point dropped every goal conceded and because it, a lot of that came negatively towards the end of the season then it's it's hard to take but the bigger picture, 10th in the league, there's not a manager the league managers meetings on Zoom earlier in the season at the start last summer, etc. when we were in the state we were in, thought it was anything other than a relegation fight for Gillingham. But I gave my word to my chairman 
and myself and Paul have worked really hard. As all the staff, they've been fantastic from from the cleaners to the to the staff around here to the medical staff to the media people. The, everyone is is pulled in the same direction through adversity, and we've got through a pandemic year to finish tenth. And just look at look at some of the clubs around us. You know, we're a couple of points away from Portsmouth, a couple of points away from the likes of Charlton. Um, absolutely incredible. But we know what could have been, not what might have been. Probably what should have been, and uh, it's not. It's not happened. So we'll go away and we'll take the pin of that for a week or two. Wish the four clubs in the playoffs, they're all good teams, all with good managers, and I wish everyone else all the luck in the world. We're the best team in the playoffs. Elsewhere, Carl Dempsey has been voted Player of the Year by Jill's supporters. The club's annual awards were handed out last night at a behind closed doors event. For Dane Oliver was given the Players Player of the Year prize. Connor Ogilvie's sensational strike against Charlton was voted Goal of the Season, while Jack Tucker was named Best Young Player. And the chairman got in on the action too, presenting a special award to the gaffer. And uh, I too have an envelope here. And, uh, it's a dart for crossing talking. <laughs> We've made uh, history in many, many, ty- many occasions over the last 25, 26 years I've been chairman. Uh, different reasons, different times. And I'm very, very proud to announce that this year we've also made history again. Because not only have we got a fine manager uh, run, leading this club, but we've got a manager who's made history by having the most number of yellow cards this year. <laughs> So I'd like to present this. Uh, I'd like to present this to Steve uh, for the uh, most yellow cards ever in the history of Gillingham Football Club. We're, we're pleased with that one. <laughs> And in cricket, Kent have drawn their latest county championship match against Yorkshire. Rain affected play in Leeds over the weekend with both sides only managing to complete one innings. Kent are still waiting for their first win of the season and head to Sussex for their next game on Thursday. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to keep up to date by following us on our socials and at kentonline.co.uk. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.